We're back with another edition of The Exchange presented by Confederation Group. Um, today is Friday. Uh, we'll do a little bit of a weekly recap. I'm joined by my co-host, Blake Doyle, um, and I guess you can get it underway, Blake. Oh, well, I mean, it's a great week. I mean, a lot going on this week. Week started off, the market started exceptionally strong, actually probably unrationally strong, and then they've pulled back. So I think what we saw is a little bit of a balance in the bear market. And there's a lot of news to be coming out over the next little bit, including PEI, where we've seen the cases escalate of the uh, those affirmed uh, COVID cases, one that has been cleared, which is great news. And uh, I think the healthcare system has done a good ready for this pandemic. It's going to hit. And uh, I think we're going to be much better prepared than what I've witnessed of our colleagues to the south in the states. How was your yeah. week? Anything stand out for you? <laughs> well, my week was wonderful. Uh, got a, got a considerable amount of work done considering um, working from home. So I guess that's good news for you and me both. Um, Everybody, the economy, the economy yeah. celebrates this. Still, yeah, still working somehow. Um, but what's pretty scary, like it's it's crazy to see how fast it, it uh, kind of eradicated. And like even on Monday, we had three cases and now we're up to over 10. And no, Nova Scotia is doubling, tripling by the day. So it's kind of, it, it kind of rings true to home. Cause I think it took a while to get to this point to say, okay, now it's real. It's right next door. It's happening in our province. Um, so it, I think people are finally understanding the, the vast effects that this can have on our, our economy and our healthcare system. Um, so it's kind of good to see that everyone's sh- shaping up to what it should be. Mostly shaping up. Now, one thing that's, uh, I've heard reports of a lot of people out uh, at stores, especially, you know, have some grocery, not locally, but some people have been tested for um, positively for COVID. So I think you're going to see the whole retail environment change. And instead of wandering to the store, it's probably going to be, uh, most people are going to convert just to pick up and the stores might demand that for protection of their employees. But it's been, you know, it's unbelievable when you look back, but this is two weeks now that we've been kind of prepping for this situation and how much the economy has changed. One of the great things this week, and I'm sure you'll talk about it, I'll let you sort of introduce it, but uh, I'm really pleased that the exchange was able to um, motivate the federal government to kind of, uh, provide some supports for business, but let me not steal your thunder. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sounds good. I'll, so yeah, we had Sean Casey, a member of parliament for Shire Town on Wednesday morning and we were asking him, the government's not doing enough. What, what else are they going to do? And he said, oh, there's things in the pipe works. So I think we might have, we might have a uh, fast track that if for all our no, listeners, it was I definitely, so. it was definitely our, our, our duty. Um, so today, Justin Trudeau announced uh, basically an economic response plan in terms of what, what he can do for small businesses. Cause up until this point, it wasn't enough. There's only really a 10% um, and then easier EI benefit, easier to get EI benefits. So today they announced uh, the ability to provide up to 75% wage subsidy for qualifying employers for up to three months. So that'll get us into the summer at least, um, allowing businesses to defer GST or HST payments and customs duties until the end of June. Another good sign. Uh, launching the new Canada Emergency Business Account to help provide interest-free loans to businesses, to small businesses and not-for-profits. Um, so there's a certain limit on that, but still to kind of have that available. And then lastly, providing small to medium enterprise enterprises with guaranteed loans to help cover operational costs. So in total, I don't think there's an actual set number on what it is, but it will be a substantial number um, whenever businesses start applying for it. And then all this is also backdated uh, until March 15th. So it kind of covers the two weeks that the government kind of fumbled this issue. Um, so I think it, overall, it's a very good, uh, very good announcement. And uh, you might bite your tongue at saying that Trudeau did a good job, but I think you can admit that this is... Uh, you know what? No, it, it, internally we made this in and i know not every business could do this and i don't know that we can do it but uh, i was confident that in this economic crisis this is much bigger than any organization can manage the government had to come out to stimulate this thing they have to stimulate enterprise to get out of it 
I was confident that would happen. So we made a commitment to maintain our, our staffing. We've dispersed the workforce. One person's in the office, everyone else at home. When the announcement came out of it, the 10%, and we should talk to Sean, MP Sean Casey about this. I mean, really that's not an incentive to keep people on when there's no work to maintain. But I think that the 75% is enough to say, okay, the economy will recover. We've got a good team. We want to keep them engaged. We'll bite the bullet. And um, I, I, you know, I'll give credit for sure. I'm sure there's more in the pipeline. Um, you know, the provincial government is kind of focused more on the, the individual and the consumer and how it's affecting persons. Whereas, uh, you know, and Trudeau has done that as well, or the federal government, I should say, but this was really directed to stimulate business. Along the very welcomed and needed uh, catalyst. Yeah, and I think what's important to note, like a lot of <laughs> everyday consumers probably don't realize the effects of people going on EI will do. Um, sure, it's great the idea of having people on EI, like having that support system, but in, let's say in two months, whenever the economy gets, probably not, that's just a theoretical term. If it does get back on track down the road, why would people want to go back to work if they've been on EI for an extended period of time? If Once they leave, the chances of getting them back is a lot harder, um, or they could find something new to do, like a new job or something. So keeping them employed, keeping allowing businesses to keep the payroll going is much more beneficial for the economy uh, than for just EI. Um, and I think it's important to note that it's in business 101, it's always cheaper to uh, retain or keep your current clients than to go find new ones. So it's the same for employees. It's always it's cheaper to keep the ones you have than to go find new ones. So we don't want to hoard and we're not going to hoard in the office for when you come back so you don't have to leave. So you okay, yeah, I'll, 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 you're going to have some, uh, <laughs> exactly. some stability you in, will my, have some in, in my job. So good, good move for Trudeau on that one. Um, also, you mentioned that this morning, uh, the Canada Central Bank made yet another unscheduled rate cut uh, to bring the key interest rate target down to a crisis level low at 0.25%. So has that ever been, you're a lot older than me. Has I, that I, ever I, happened? I looked, I looked it up. It's never happened. And I think it really underscores, and I watched the lead of the, um, I forget the title, but the, the head of the IMF bank was on today earlier on CNBC. And she basically said every global economy is now in recession and everybody's seeking relief from the IMF. And this is unprecedented. I think that's unprecedented why they had to drop that um, interest rate today. So, uh, and it's a third unscheduled rate drop in maybe a matter of weeks. So this is, it, it just uh, underscores the magnitude and the severity of the situation. That's why it's so important that government step in and act. And they have today in the first measure and uh, applaud them for doing that because uh, we need it. The economy needs it. I'll tell you one more thing. And I think there's studies. I've heard people talk about this. I've read a little bit about it. But there's a, there's a health issue with this coronavirus, but there's also a big health issue for uh, an economy that's not functioning, for unemployment, for, um, you know, if we were to slip into something bigger than just a recession, there's some significant health consequences to that as well. So. Big time. Glad the economy has a hope of uh, revitalizing. Yeah, no, and I, I, they're, they're making the right moves to do that. And I think it's... I don't know if it's specifically our leadership, but other countries have done it. And we kind of said, okay, well, maybe we can make a modified version of this and do something similar. So I think this is, it's crucial to see leadership. Um, and and we you, mentioned mean, you mean the, when you say leadership, you mean the exchange for sort of. Exactly. No, that's what I mean. We were, we were, we were prodding Sean Casey, but I think it's, it's important to note that like you have to be first to act on things. It might not be the right decision, but at least show you're doing, doing something progressive. Don't just sit back and wait for something magical to happen. Um, so waiting of, or speaking of sitting back and waiting, uh, Peter McKay is not sitting back and waiting. He thinks the Tory leadership should go full He's thrust. Um, not wow. a good look for conservatives that are in support of him. Uh, so last night he was on 
uh, I guess it would have been power in politics, whatever it was, um, saying like, uh, no, we're going to keep going. Like, I want to keep going. Uh, is it really a health pandemic? So I think it just kind of belittled his, his, uh, his, his thoughts towards what he wants to bring to the CPC leadership. Um, and it's not a very good look when everyone else is saying, relax, like we can postpone this. He's saying, no, there could be election, an election down the road. We, I want to be, he's essentially saying, I want to become leader now. So what, what are your takes as a card carrying member of the conservative party? Well, I applaud his enthusiasm. I mean, this is great. He's obviously <laughs> very keen to get to the finish line. And, uh, you know, there's certainly a time, I think I've seen this in other recent elections, um, but, you know, there's a time to campaign. There's a time to get stable opposition in, in government. In fact, probably doesn't matter because I they can kind of do whatever they want, at least till fall. But uh, I think it is important to have a stable opposition. They should go through a leadership convention. I don't know that this is the right time to try to communicate with Canadians. They're more concerned about their jobs and if they're going to have food on their table. Um, I don't think an election for a or convention for leadership for a party is a big issue for anybody. Probably good decision to put on hold. And, you know, I, I think they, they, this Conservative Party said, yeah, let's put it on hold. But he's saying, why the hell are you doing this? Like, democracy's calling. Let's go. It's, but I think he's just not really reading the, the, the tone of the room. And he might be a bit tone deaf on this one. Um, but... Sometimes things are bigger than politics, and he might not be proving that for his uh, following right now. Well, I applaud him for trying to get to the finish line. Let's see. But yeah, I, I do think there's probably more pressing issues that Canadians yeah. are dealing with right now. Well, so. especially as a, le a leader, like the probably the right outright favorite at the moment, or at least the top two, um, I think it's important for him to kind of say, Ooh, maybe, maybe sit back and relax, especially since the other favorite, Aaron O'Toole, said, no, let's postpone this. Like, there's no need to rush this. There's, a, there's bigger things to worry about. And he's saying, shut up, Aaron. <laughs> Let's keep going. Well, I think his, uh, his interview last night probably sealed the decision on what's going to happen there. So Yeah, well, <laughs> it's hard to say. Anyways, anything else you want to talk about before we kind of wrap up and let people on their Friday? No, maybe just a comment on uh, the leadership. In fact, uh, I think somebody else is listening on the last uh, business edge we talked about, or I mentioned, making sure that, uh, you know, in the absence of the premier who's in, in uh, quarantine, that they need to have strong leadership. They need to have strong ministers out in front of this uh, issue. And uh, we've seen that now all week, in fact right after the business edge. Maybe they read it and on Monday they came out, but every press announcement now they have had uh, senior strong leadership uh, from different ministers of different portfolios. And uh, certainly Stephen Myers has been holding the helm of this and uh, kudos to him and uh, all the departments who are in new circumstances. Yeah, and especially Dr. Heather Morrison, like everyone's applauding here. Obviously, she has an important role, um, but it, it's also the elected politicians that kind of have to step up. And actually, Matt McKay has also been another kind of lead person. He's been at pretty much every announcement because of the importance of uh, small business to our province. But also, he put on Facebook the other night that <laughs> he admitted to dyeing his hair, and it was a picture of just for men. So at least he's being honest. Um, sometimes politicians aren't as honest as they can be, but he's, no, he, he's admitting that he dyes his hair. How old would he be? Did he declare his age? He can't be much older. I think over. he last early in 2015. He was the youngest. He was even younger than Jordan Brown, so he would have been. He probably only be 40. I don't. We're not going to get into age, but I don't think he'd be much older than 40. Well, I guess my point is, it has um, the profession of politics accelerated his uh, the graying of his hair. Or exactly occurring before. I think that's that's a noted thing that does happen, but um, or some people go in with gray hair, so they don't have to worry as much, but. Um, he's doing he's doing a pretty good job uh, of keeping like a strong leadership and he's been I have him on Facebook So he's frequently updating saying this would happen today. This was gonna happen So at least yeah. at least there's some transparency in what the decisions are and they're, they're being honest about it. So it's good to see 
communication is important, leadership's important, communication, confidence. And um, we're starting to see some of those come together. I think once the economy starts to feel that there's a direction here, what I'd really like to see is a direction, a clear direction that this is the path we're going on. This is the reason we've implemented the policies to date. Here's why we're doing a $100 gift card to Sobeys and how that sort of fits into a broader narrative and what that strategy is. So today I see all of maybe some knee jerk reactions and some quick support mechanisms. I'd like to know what the strategy rollout is and how this you know falls into that. The other question just on hair. Um, so we've got graying of hair. I think we're going to see a whole lot of people that we didn't realize were gray. He's the first to come out and probably good for him to come out first. There's also going to be a lot of haircuts required that are going to be harder to get. So that the meeting over the next uh, few months, I suspect. Yeah, mine's already getting in my eyes, so I gotta, I gotta be careful here coming soon. And make sure, make sure I use extra gel to keep it up. We do have a bowl. There's a chip bowl at the office. We could use that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> get your bangs lined just get, up. Yeah, we just need to just go to Walmart and buy a buzzer, and then just we can't get, get, get in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're probably sold out anyways. It'd be a good time to learn how to cut hair on YouTube. Maybe I mean that's a new, new uh, business venture. Yeah. Well, I did cut my sons actually uh, a few days ago. Trim so. it up. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think you should, st you should stick to podcasting and writing maybe. Uh, 20 bucks a cut. I don't know. I got a few people in this house. So <laughs> I don't know if your daughters would like your, uh, your styling abilities, but maybe, maybe they'll get desperate. What are their options? <laughs> the captive market. Uh, but you know, so here's, here's the other opportunity of this uh, unusual situation. A few people, including Jeff Cook this week, talked about um, you know, what are we going to look like when we come out? out of this Harry and is Harry's one for sure but uh, there's gonna be a whole resurgence of the gig economy so those that mm -hmm. are exiting the workforce either by choice by necessity um, adaptive people will figure out well how do you you know play a role in this new economy and it may spur some economic and entrepreneurial activity which would be you know I think stability in the economy would be better but under the circumstances yeah I think that, people have like the, the the smarter I guess more in, innovative people kind of rise to the occasion saying I have a chance to make they're not not to rip people up and say there's a chance to make more money here or survive. Like, let's go do it exactly yeah some people you have no choice you need the extra income right. um, or they have hours reduced or whatever the case may be but it'll be I guess we're just at the cusp of it like it's only been a week and a half two weeks since this kind of cotton all came to PEI and I don't think there's actually a set timeline to say yeah back to normal then like uh, the school board announced that they're going to wait until uh, May 11th to go back to school. So like that's, that's a long time. That's, if it's that long, it'll be past my birthday. So I won't be able to celebrate that, but we'll, we'll virtually celebrate it, I guess. That's too bad. It's okay. You can celebrate it again next year. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's the thing about being young, I guess. You always have to look next year to look forward to. Uh, anyways, but I think, and also, I guess my graduation's been postponed or canceled. Uh, for now, so I I won't be I will be graduating, but I won't be getting on stage to do it for the time being. But that's okay too. Uh, that's too bad. I've got two uh, kids in grade six that'll be missing their graduation. Presumably, we'll see how uh, how they adapt to that. And that's too bad. It's a big milestone for you. It's a big milestone for them and many other kids. And how do you um, you know how do you celebrate and acknowledge and sort of uh, recognize that accomplishment? So I feel bad for the kids who can't sort of tick that box off, and the young adults and the professionals like yourself. Yeah, that's okay. I think uh, I'm, some people are a little more uh, butthurt than I might be, but we'll, we'll, we'll get along. We'll, get, we'll go ahead. Okay. No, here's one thing with this. I mean, you're right. It's been two weeks. We've been challenged. Uh, people are frustrated uh, with the isolation. I know that there's a lot of smart people working on as a, a solution issue. Um, it's about 18 months to probably to get to clinical trials that you can actually mm -hmm. implement a drug to the, to the masses. But I'm, 
an optimist. I think there's enough bandwidth and attention and bright people and company focused that there'll be some, if not, you know, if they can't get a, a drug trialed to market, there's certainly going to be some remediations. I think uh, I'm hoping before the end of summer, maybe by fall, that'll give us some hope that the economy can return to some kind of normalcy. Stability. Yeah. Anyways, well, all we can do is hope now, I guess, and hope that the leadership continues and that we, the consumers, us, the, the, the everyday citizens get more money in our pockets so we can not see a, a drastic change in lifestyle and to kind of keep, keep things going as they go on. But keep it going, not just by shopping at Amazon or Walmart.ca. Yeah. No, exactly. Uh, we got to ship shop locally somehow. And uh, there's been a call to buy gift cards locally. Um, do what we can to make sure that the we have on the board of the Summerside Chamber. We talked about that this week by conference call. How do we support the local business community to make sure that they're there when we come out of this uh, into recovery? So something else to think about. I think there's been, there's been a lot of uh, local support and I think it, it will continue ongoingly as people, well, a lot of it's boredom. I think people are like, oh, I can go get beer now or I can go take out a burger from wherever your favorite spot or something. So the boredom will play into it and the border you are, the hungrier you get. So that's maybe a good thing for local businesses. Well, we've got Mr. Noodles. You're going to be uh, fine. So <laughs> I've been living off Kraft Dinner and uh, Delicio Pizza the last week. So I'll, I'll be okay. Don't worry about me. Well, we've got a couple of good uh, interviews, I think, lined up for next week as well. Mm -hmm. So hopefully people will tune in to catch those. And uh, we're going to monitor this thing. I think the intent, when we've had this weekly podcast, it's kind of been interesting. But there's uh, so much interest in, in how the market's moving, what leadership have to say. wind up with daily until i don't know get kicked off the air or run out of airtime money or i don't know i think well, i think we have a we have a good runway for now so i think we'll, we'll be, hopefully we can outlast the virus anyways but yeah i think it'll it'll be important like obviously we want to know news and want to know what's going on but it's important to add some humor to it because otherwise uh what's the point you want to you, you don't want to scare people all the time you want to make people laugh you want to have make sure people are are doing okay in this time of uh, kind of worry, but uh, I think we're doing a pretty good job of doing that. And then our guests next week will do an even better job of bringing some humor Excellent. to the situation. I'm more confident at week's end about the direction we're heading and some of the, uh, I guess the steps I'm seeing being taken and notwithstanding the $2 trillion investment that has gone into the U S and 350 billion to small business. Like there's some big stimulus uh, on the horizon that won't mm -hmm. click in probably till it'll be mid April. So the end of April, we're going to start to see the effects of that just a matter of can people actually get out and Friday than I did on Monday of this week. Yeah, no, I, I am too. Like even like at this first, there's a little more stress when there's zero income. It's like, Oh, okay. Like let's, let's figure out a way to combat this, especially with everyone, every business kind of in hibernation. But now it's a little more, I think by Monday it'll be a little more, not relaxed, but it'll be more, you won't be losing sleep as much sleep over it. Um, and you can kind of re strategize, repivot, replan for the next, couple months kind of thing and anyways quarantine so we can exactly uh, we'll see him live we'll see him live after that uh, anyways i think that's kind of a good spot to end and uh we'll, we'll let people on their way um i'll let you go on your way i know you probably have a house full of kids getting hungry um <laughs> soon suffer time yeah. here too yeah the people tend to get more hungry the more they're <laughs> exactly the more they're the hungry they get uh anyways this has been uh, a weekly recap of the exchange presented by confederation group Joined by my co-host, Blake Doyle, I'm Sam McPhail, and we'll see you next week. Thank you. Have a good week.